Welcome to Alive and Kicking, the 90s football podcast. The podcast that's more 90s than Bette Midler riding around on a broomstick. The first one, the original one I'm talking about. My name's Ash Rose, your host, your guide, and we're back. Yes, it's Alive and Kicking, the original 90s football podcast. And I couldn't do this without my favourite nostalgic person. And we're going to get knee-deep in nostalgia today. He is the landlord of the football tavern, Ed Chambers. It's so good to see your face, sir. How are you? Yeah, how are you doing, Ash? Yeah, it's good to be. It's good to be. Uh, it's good to be back. It's good to be uh, doing doing this again. Obviously, it feels um, like an age. Yes. Uh, nothing's really happened in the no, world of football in the last yeah. in the last three months. Uh, you know, it just seems to. Uh, you know, there's been no major transfers or anything. So you no, know, everything's no VR, good. No VAR contra- controversy. Uh, yeah, don't let's not talk about VAR. That. That's not that. This yeah, is, even if we talk modern football, let's not talk yeah. about VAR. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just it's just um, if there's a great big bin, let's just open it and <laughs> put it straight in, and then that's it. That's the conversation over. Yeah, I mean, there's an episode you could do that we can like plaster VAR onto certain instance, but I don't even know yeah, if I'd want absolutely. to do that then because I don't yeah. want to give VAR its credence or its credibility. Like, well, no, I could say credibility. It clearly has none of that right now. Yeah, um, well, it's what- um. His credibility went out the window as soon as Mike Dean opened his mouth in the start of the season and and sort of said he let someone off because he was his mate. I mean, I mean, what you know, what is that? I mean, why why admit that? Yeah, and also uh, you know, his argument with I don't know if people have seen it. The argument he had with Paul. I mean, I know Paul Merson yeah. could be a bit hit and miss and a bit of a, yeah. a bit marmite. But his argument with Paul Merson on Soccer Saturday, I mean, he comes across like this horrible little sergeant major, doesn't he? Yeah, and yeah, it doesn't I, I, do him any favors. I actually wrote this on the on the um, on the tavern, but he, um, I think he knew exactly what he was doing with that. Yeah, I think he dropped in a line about saying ex pros, and then he said, as you've seen here, and I think at that point that was Merson's trigger, yeah. and he knew that that would have been Merson's trigger, and um, and he he tried to make kind of push himself as the uh, as the sort of peacemaker in it all. I just I just didn't. Yeah, I just I don't understand why he's why he's employed by Sky really, but that's a different different conversation. He's not even that good. As a, I know we're, 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 we're going to talk about far, but we are. But like, he's not even like yeah. a like a media personality. I think you have to obviously have a persona on television. Yeah. Like, and some are like some do referees. I can't even think of one that can. Like Peter Walton was pretty awful as well. But it's not yeah. like they can get Dermot Gallagher's not bad on when he comes on Sky Sports or and yeah. uh, he's quite good. Um, Howard yeah, Webb came across to, all right um, the other night, but. Not what you're saying, but at least he could talk on camera. Yeah, I I listened to uh, sorry to give another podcast a plug, but I listened to Under the Cosh quite a bit. Oh um, yeah, yeah, d- d- with uh, John Parkin, um, and they had Mark Howsey on. Now, oh yeah, when Mark, when Mark Howsey, yes, and he talked about that um, quite openly. And um, when Mark Howsey was a referee, he wouldn't necessarily be my sort of favourite referee, perhaps, no. and you know, but they all make mistakes. But as a as a guy. Like as a personality, he actually came across quite well, and I thought, well, why why are they not talking to people like that? Yeah, um, and maybe there's a reason um, a reason for that. Um, but yeah, I just I just don't understand this. I think I think the thing about the referees is the best referees are the ones that you don't notice. Yeah, the ones totally. that you don't hear of. Yeah, and I don't really want um, Howard Webb having a monthly. Um, no explanation on With tv as to, randomly as well well yeah as uh, on tv as to why it's happening i don't yeah. i don't think that helps actually i think it actually makes it worse um and i don't think it's needed i just want them to get it right or yeah. at least do better do yeah I... don't don't sit there and explain to me what why it went wrong just do it better next time yeah well jill scott you said know. the other day on something i was watching that we have more mm-hmm. debates now about referees and refereeing than yeah. we did before VAR. Yeah, yeah so, absolutely. I mean, I've absolutely. always said I think it's a kick in the can down the road exercise anyway. It's still ultimately somebody else's decision. They look at the computers and they yeah. decide. So yeah. I, unless it's like a uh, goal line, which has its own technology, obviously, which yeah. works perfectly, um, yeah. I always think it's a bit of a, more or less, a kick in the can down the road. So I need to just... Yeah. But anyway, this yeah. is not. As, and uh, just, just lastly on that, before we do move <laughs> on, some somebody said to me the other day, a bit daft, but somebody said to me, uh, "It's not the V and the A that's the problem; it's the R." Yeah, that's true because the video, yeah. yeah, it's not the video analysis. It's like no. video analysis, the technology very rarely breaks. It's the people using it that's the problem. Yeah. 
or so, not using it as they did against uh, Liverpool. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. It wouldn't so, happen under Roger Milford's watch, that's for uh, sure. Precisely. I mean, you know, he's the only know, 90s Philip, referee I can remember. Yeah. <laughs> Philip Philip Don from Philip Harrow. was he 90s? Was he? Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So you can't even say where they're from anymore. Do you remember oh, that? Yeah, yeah. Well they, well, they used to have second Martin, jobs, didn't they? Yeah. Martin Bodman from Martin Bodman. Yeah, yeah. Paul. I don't know where Paul Durkin was, but he's quite he's quite 90s as well. Paul yeah. Durkin. Yeah, little ginger fella. Uh, yeah, little, yeah, I remember him. Yeah, Skulls' dad. Yeah, I remember yeah, he him. does look. Yeah, does look like Skulls' dad. Um, so yeah, so that. Well, I mean, what else is being? We, we could be here all day talking about modern yeah, football, but um, absolutely. I wanted while we're doing an intro before we get into the uh, nuts and bolts of what we're talking about today. I just wanted to give a quick shout out to. I mean, I think Twitter over the last eighteen months has been awash with nostalgic feeds, which I love. There are many that have been great, and they've, they've really joined. There's a whole community of them. Many of them have been on this show, of course, as well. Um, but I just wanted to give a quick shout out to. It's relatively new feed called Premiership Stars. And it's at Premstars HQ on Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it nowadays. Um, and they'll be creating these kind of cool YouTube videos. I think it's like weekly. And they're basically going through the, the first season of the Premier League and creating these kind of graphics and stuff. It's that uh, they put a lot of work in it. So I wanted to give them uh, a shout out. So do give them a follow. They've also got a great merch shop. And which we are, I can smell Christmas on the horizon. So if you're looking for perfect Christmas presents, um, I'm I'm on mine is a Gary Penrice lot. So I'm hoping for the something to be under my tree, Gary Penrice esque uh, this Christmas. But no, do check those guys out because uh, yeah, they're doing some great stuff. And they kindly sent me a 1992, 93 uh, wall chart, which um, is on my wall behind me. You can't kind of see, but yeah, which was uh, which is very nice. Um, and then everyone else on Twitter critiqued it because it was wrong. <laughs> Well, having having known you for twenty years and mm. and a bit more, I scary, think that you you are ready for Christmas in March. <laughs> so it doesn't really, that you know, when true. you say you know when you say Christmas is around the corner and all that, <laughs> your your round the corner is basically like March, April, May. You're you're geared up for it um, already. I know, my um, wife has to rein me in a little yeah, bit. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah, but no, I've um, yeah, those those guys have um, I've come across, I've come across it, but I've, I must say I. Uh, haven't spent as much time on it as um, as I would like. I think with the old Twitter and X thing, I think bringing it back to nineties is very much marathon and Snickers. We're just going to call it marathon, so we're just going to call it Twitter. Yeah, oh, um, yeah. I think yeah. I think X I think, is a shit name anyway. Oh, it's 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 ridiculous. I, I don't. I actually don't know anybody that actually physically calls it that. No, because it doesn't really. So somebody, yeah, somebody was saying to me, "Oh, I saw this video on Twitter the other day." They don't. They, they don't say. They don't say X. No. It's like, and you can't if it's not called Twitter. Do you not tweet anymore? Do you? What do you do? No, you, what is you, you? You post. I think you post. That's oh, so they just. Yeah. It's not called an so X. You, you you don't retweet. You repost. Re, yeah, repost. Yeah. Yeah. Nonsense. Absolute. Absolute yeah. nonsense. Um, also, we must mention because uh, you mentioned it quite frequently on the tavern, as we recalled, which is the thir- Friday the thirteenth. Everybody, thirteenth of October. It's the thir- is it thirty? I think it will be thirty year anniversary uh-huh. of one bastard Ronald Koeman. Yes, uh, today is the day that we celebrate everything bastard about uh, <laughs> the Milky Bar kid that is Ronald Koeman. Um, you know, it, it kind of uh, rankles with a lot of people still that uh, Platt was through on goal and, and Koeman um well, I was down. trying to remember this morning, What was a, was it 1-0 at that point or 0-0? No, 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 England didn't score that night. Um, that was 2-0, so it was, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it was, yeah, it was uh, no, it was 0-0 at the time. So but he finished 2-0, didn't it? It finished 2-0. Yes, nil. it finished 2-0, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so was it 0-0 at that uh, point? Yeah, it was 0-0 at that yeah. point, yeah. And then um, somebody actually wrote helpfully on Twitter this morning that eight minutes later, there was eight minutes between the foul oh, and, and the free, and the free kick. kick. He's going to yeah. flick one. He's going to flick one. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it, it still rankles with a lot of people, um, myself included, but, you know, obviously get over it. But, I mean, uh, we've said it before on various shows that, Cooman uh, isn't the reason that England didn't go to that World Cup. They had a very, very good team, and it just never clicked under Taylor, and that was part of the problem. But you know, it doesn't help. But I'm quite happy to see our old mate Stu's footy flashback put up the annual uh, Ray Wilkins clip. The oh, word yeah. I, the word I won't use on this yep. on this um, podcast, but it's along the lines of Roger Hunt. Yes, uh, and. Um, I think that's fantastic. Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> and, and out of the mouth from a man you probably wouldn't yeah. expect it to yeah. come out of. Absolutely. Right? And it may... I swear to God, right? This is like football's equivalent of hearing your nan say that yeah. word, in my opinion. Totally. Right? Yeah. 
you know, if it came out of the mouth of, oh, I don't know, it came out of, I can't think of anyone now, but if it came out of the mouth of, you know, a Shearer or someone like that in modern day, you'd be like, oh, okay. Yeah. But Ray Wilkins? Mr. Nice Guy. Oh, squeaky Mr. clean. Nice guy. Yeah. yeah. But, but um, he's that's... the archetypal, you, no one's ever said a bad word about him in football. He's that kind of nah. guy, isn't he? But yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. God rest his soul. So Brilliant, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, good good Absolutely. fight. That's a proper, I'm bad with Stu, that was a late night fight that he was like, yes, this this one will be my killer tweet or post yeah. or whatever. But no, it's a great, yeah. check out Stu's footy flashbacks on yeah, Twitter. He's part of that community. Um, definitely. I, I, was, I was talking about. Um, right, well, should we get into the show? We, we'll, we'll explain it after the break, but we're gonna. It's just me and Ed today, and we're we're gonna take it back to the start. Is what I'm gonna say. Um, all will be explained next. Sit back and enjoy a nostalgic ride through the decade that truly changed the face of football. If the '90s are now retro, then it's time for a celebration. Welcome to Alive and Kicking. The 90s Football Podcast. Advert. Uh, let me just let me just quickly check something because Ray Wilkins just triggered that this could be my first game memory. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, we'll take it back to the start. It's your um. It's your. It's one of yours. What's mine? Mine. Uh, one of your QPR games. Oh. Got Chelsea QPR or? No, QPRV Liverpool. That one where Ray, Ray, Ray Wilkins scores that goal. Where we Basically, won at Hatfield. No, no, no. It was at Loftus Road. It was an FA Cup game. Oh, uh, yes. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Spills it. But I want to make sure that it was in the 90s before I start talking about it. Um, could have been eight, yeah, it could have been 89. I think that's 89, 90 season. So, yeah. Could 11, 11th, 11th of March. There you go. Just there you go. Right. Cool. 89, 90? It's 89, 90, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, correct. Correct. Yeah. I've had the season video. It's got Mark Falco on the front. There you go. There you go. Right. Let me get. Remember what we're actually talking about because I've got no notes. I'm just doing off memory, but I should actually remember. So actually. game, game, game player kit by merch. Should I'm we... saying. Uh, yeah, what? I don't know. I was trying to think. Of merch. I'm the dog. I'm saying sticker book. Something good like one. that. Yeah. yeah good. Yeah. One. Um, should we go football, non-football? Like, should we like mix it up so we're not doing all? Yeah. The if football? you want. Yeah. Yeah. Should uh, we do it like that? Yeah. yeah? Okay. I'll um. Yeah. Go for it. Right. Yo. Welcome back to Alive and Kicking. And as we haven't been around for a while, we thought we'd do something slightly different. Um, something we, we, we're kind of taking it back to the start, as I've called it before the break. Obviously, you know us very well by now, especially myself, who've been doing, you know, we've done over 160 odd episodes. But we're going to go back and just talk about our sort of firsts, things we remember from those first early days of the 1990s, some of which you may have heard me predictably talk about before, but I will try and not make it so that you have it in terms of like might be a different angle to the story or stuff, or maybe a different uh, version that you haven't heard. Um, but we haven't heard too much from Ed. So that would be quite interesting <laughs> as well. So we've got some, a few categories here, some football, non-football. So I thought we'd kind of 50, 50, what do they call it? Abirate or whatever. We'll do one, not one football, one not football. So we can uh, kind of mix it up. And if you want to put your own on Twitter afterwards or X, as we say, whatever you want to call it, um, you can. Nobody calls it that. Don't say that. Don't say that. We won't say that. But yeah, because yeah. I'm always interested to see what other people had and stuff. So kick us off, Ed. The uh, the easy one, I suppose, it is what is the first game you remember watching? Not necessarily been to, because I think that's always a milestone in our own lives anyway. And I think we've all spoken about that and it kind of sticks with us really in our mind. But kind of watching on the telly and kind of the first time your eyes kind of went, oh, what, you know, you suckered you in. If, if yeah. Yeah. It's an interesting one, this, because um, obviously we uh, were born in the early 80s. And then by the time the, the decade that we we love comes into being, we're starting to get into that sort of the age of like seven or eight and stuff. I seem to recall there being like a Liverpool-Arsenal game on in the background in the late 80s. Um, it's not the famous not one. Not the game, in, yeah. Not the game, but it was one. Yeah. I think it was the one where Barnes curls a free kick. In the, I remember that being on telly in my house, but I don't remember sitting down to watch it. Yeah. I think one of the first ones that comes to mind is actually, funny enough, is a QPR game uh, oh, for, your hello. For, your, for your benefit. It's QPR versus Liverpool in the FA Cup. Um, I did have to I Ooh, just look yeah. I just looked the date up and it's March 1990. So it's very, very early in the decade. And to me, as I'm just getting into football at that stage, Liverpool are um, the best team in the country. And 
you, when you're that age, you don't really understand the, the connotations of necessarily how football would work. You just assume that Liverpool will beat everybody because they're the best team. Yeah. So the fact that they were drawing with this team that I'd never really heard of, um, to be not many frank, people do now, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it was was incredible. And actually, um, I then found the name of the team fascinating: Queens Park Rangers. Yeah. I was like. How, how? Why have they got three names for a start? And then you know, like as your seven year old, you're like, so does the Queen own yeah. a park? Like, how does how does that work? Um, so yeah, the game was uh, two all. I don't remember too much about it apart from Brucey Grobbler doing one of his maybe uh, maybe wobbly moments, and he drops kind of drops across, and it, it ends up at the feet of Ray Wilkins, who we talked about in the intro, and Wilkins kind of puts it into the top into the top corner from a quite difficult angle. I mean, it's, it's a fantastic goal. Even when you look yeah, at... Yeah, I remember it, look, yeah. Remember yeah, if you, look, if you look back now, God, 33 years later. <laughs> don't do Jesus. it, don't do it. So you look back 33 years later, it's still quality, it's still, you know, quality, quality lasts, you know, and, and it still is a brilliant, brilliant goal. So yeah, QPR versus Liverpool, two all. Uh, well, obviously Liverpool went on to win the replay because they made it to the semi-final that year. I don't know anything about the replay. But... Um, yeah, that was the that was the first one I I can remember. Yeah, mm. and that's a good one. Yeah, no, I remember that well. Not at the time, obviously, because I was too young. But I've um, I've seen it a lot of times since because games yeah. against Liverpool are quite. We've got quite a good rec. Like in terms of moments, there are certain games over the years mm. we had good results. A couple of good results at Anfield as well. So I've seen that. And Ray Wilkins, obviously, as we already said in the intro, is such a big player for us at that time. That yeah. would be our influence kit as well. One of my favourite QPR kits with the. Uh, Neon piping, which is one of my favorites. <laughs> um, Wegley played that day, so as well, obviously, I, I believe, without looking at the teams, I think he played that day, though. Um, which obviously is always stuck in my mind. Uh, but that's no, yeah, good one. It's uh, yeah, something, yeah, delving into the eight, 89 90s kind of that season because we don't talk about it much because it almost is it not because it goes into the 80s, so maybe it transcends, yeah, maybe we'll just show that because like we've never really talked about that. We can cheat yeah. a little bit. I mean, I'm not it's... saying it's the most you know outstanding season and then we should loads of things happened but maybe something we haven't touched on before that we could go back and look at because there are kind of Definitely. little touches that we can especially coming out of the obviously we mentioned the 89 liverpool arsenal it was kind of the season yeah. after that and yeah pre-italian so, 90 as well so i think i think when i was a kid i consumed the race for the championship video oh, for that love, season I just a that million name. times like yeah. race like race for the championship that's a name yeah. just stuck in time isn't it like, yeah. whereas these days it's just oh We'll give it to Man City. That's it, yeah. But I think when when the Premier when Sky took over the VHS, they weren't called that. They were just called nah. like Premier League, whatever, or yeah. the Premiership, 90, nah, like, was... 95, yeah. 96. The race for yeah. the championship, like the goals galore, was the yeah. very much oh. the of the era of VHSs. They were definitely like as I always say on this, I hate that they don't do season videos anymore or DVDs or yeah. even even a downloadable stream. I don't know. Yeah. It's, but, yeah. They don't. Yeah, I I remember speaking to someone in the QBR club shop, and he was just like, they didn't. They just stopped selling. People stopped buying them because you can you can get them on YouTube, like yeah, any that's... game on YouTube. But as yeah. a collective, I, yeah, I used to like them. Um, yeah. I was I was racking my brain with this one to be honest, because I always say about my first football memory, which I've said ad nauseum on here, is the '91 Cup final, really. Um, sorry, '90 Cup final between Palace and Manchester United, and the town that I was driving because I was going to my nan's that day, and it, that she lived in Croydon, so the whole town was, uh, you know, red and blue but i don't actually remember much about the game if i'm all honest because i was still quite young and i would probably would be like oh this is the game and then got off and did you know my attention yeah. span would have been elsewhere um same with the 1990 world cup like obviously i remember big moments of that and i remember sitting down watching england germany but i can't guarantee that i watched a whole game but there was a game that i i remember the following season that i did and i don't know if it's the first one but it's the first one that really sticks out and um the reason why I watched it, and I don't, it's a little strange quirk um, of the 90s. Days. So the big match used to be the, the big TV show that we used to watch. On mm-hmm. a, uh, It wasn't on every week. It was kind of sporadic. There was a kind of maybe 10 games a season, I want to say. Maybe they used to be on the big match with um, Elton Wellsby on a Sunday. They would do live football. Unthinkable now that we would go a weekend without a live game. But that mm-hmm. that's what used to happen. And what they used to do in the week preceding, like go running up to whoever was playing in the big match, they used to release like I don't think it was the match day program. I think it was their own version of like a little mini magazine that used to be in the news agents. So it looked yeah. like a, it looked like a pro. I've got the I haven't got it on me actually. I think it's in the loft. Uh, 
it looked like a match day program, but actually it was like the big matches preview. And they had a game that Sunday, and it was Southampton versus Liverpool at the Dell again, Liverpool. And and like you, I think because it was Liverpool, and because it was they were the team at the at the time, and everyone was you know kind of like they are the other team, they're the champions, blah 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 blah. I think that kind of sparked my. T- Even though at that point I'd already been QPR indoctrinated by my dad, yeah. Liverpool were the big team that you always like. Oh my God, they're on the telly again. Um, and they played Southampton at the Dell. And I think Matt Letizia scored the winner, which at the time you were like, wow, they've so yeah. to be in Liverpool. But it was so, late yeah, on. Exactly, yeah. It was late on in the season. And I think the tight race may have always, because Arsenal obviously won it that year. And I think the tight race had started to come out of their grasp anyway. But I just remember watching the whole game and being fascinated that, this, again, this team that I hadn't really heard of, Southampton, not yeah. quite as quirky as Queen's Park Rangers. But again, I hadn't heard really heard much about Southampton because their players weren't in the England squad, obviously. Matt Letizia sounded like the most exotic player I've ever heard of, even though he was from, what was he, Jersey or Guernsey? He's from uh, one of the Guernsey, islands. I think. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was kind of, and I had the little, and it, I felt like I was part of it because I had this little magazine, which I still have, and I filled in the teams and all like that. So it began my kind of, and arachnus that when I, you know, I still kind of cross off the team to teams and I go down, I have a match day. I'm still buying yeah. a match day program. I love a match day program. Um, so that's kind of, I think, the first game because I don't think my dad watched a lot of football when I, I think I got, I think my dad was a big football fan, but I think I got him more into football where I, my obsession yeah. started. Where I think, yeah, you know, obviously, I know your family. I think your dad was already a mad football fan. Yeah, yeah. Um, sorry to butt in there. I mean, even to this day, my dad, my dad would sit there and watch, um, you know, Portsmouth versus Carlisle on a yeah. Tuesday night. If and it I was love on TV. That. He just, he just, he just, he just obsessed with obsessed with football. But yeah, that, I remember those magazines. Yeah. yeah, they used to sell in the news agents. Yeah, and like you say, like Southampton was another thing. You know, another quirky thing because I, I loved their stadium, the Dell. Yeah, obviously, it yeah. just Small nets. It, Yes, and it just looked, yeah, it just looked so small. And yeah, like you, like they score a goal, and it's like the ball hardly goes into yeah. the net because there's not much room. And then they had that, um, they had that stand behind the goal, which was kind of, I don't want to say it's like a triangle, but it was kind of like, you know, it it, it kind of started started and sort of worked its way yeah, up yeah, yeah. Like they, and and like it like they just shoved it in because there wasn't too much room for it behind but yeah um i don't remember that that game necessarily it's, it's very um, nondescript it's very but, yeah yeah, but, yeah and I, I, but I love i love that because you, your your love for it's got to start yeah um somewhere. i think i was already what, there and i think that was just kind of almost yeah. like oh now i'll sit down and watch 90 minutes as well like because i yeah. think it, you know when you're that age you start your brain starts to go okay i can watch not and it wasn't even by the sounds of it i've not watched probably to watch it back since it doesn't sound like it was the most exciting game a one nil win but it, yeah. it may have been and maybe i should yeah. watch it back and, and see but um yeah I, I, that always stands out i think i think um just going back to the point about um the generation above us the parents I think maybe um, in your example, and actually this would work for my own with with um, our dads, is that our dads probably went to football. Like that's what yeah. they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, when they were in their younger days, and then when they got married and had families and stuff, that's when they stopped going because maybe they couldn't afford it, or they just sure. didn't have the time, time or, yeah, yeah, or both. And they weren't used to having it on TV. So, like you're saying, oh, I don't really remember my dad watching football that much. It's probably because one, it, it was wasn't on. on. Yeah, and two, two, he probably didn't have two. Sp- Spare hours because yeah. he had um, two or three children by this stage. True. And um, my dad was the same. And I think my dad's my dad's constant watching of football only came in like in the nineties because of Sky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so um, yeah, it's a good much, much to your mother's uh, appreciation. As well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's, she, she might argue that it kept him quiet for a few hours, but uh, that's a different. That's a that's a that's a completely different story. <laughs> that's for another day, sir. Right. Um, yeah. I'll stick with me then. Let's do a non-football one. Uh, I've put cassette, or it could be LP, as right. the, or what would they call it, record back in those days. Um, uh-huh. So the first record, like, I can't get the chronolo- chronology, if I can say, mm-hmm. it, in my head. I obviously had World in Motion. That's not a given, but I don't know if I, my right. dad bought that anyway because it was... You know, it was a big song at the time, but I definitely had that. Whether or not I had that first before these other two non-football ones, I I can't remember. Um, I think the first cassette I ever had, and this used to annoy an old mutual friend of ours because I out-heavy metaled him. And it's a song I don't think I've ever listened to since. I don't even know how it did or why it it happened. (laughs) 
and, and to be honest, it's going to sound like a fever dream. Iron Maiden <laughs> teamed up with Mr. Bean around the general election and released a song called I Want to Be Elected. And I obviously thought it was very funny because Mr. Bean was on the telly at the time and I clearly oh, watched yeah. it. Not that I understood most of the jokes because you watch Mr. Bean, the old TV show now. A lot of the jokes probably went over my head. Um, and I liked the song and I liked Mr. Bean. So I remember my mum in WH Smith, when they used to do actual, when they used to sell music back in the day, bought me the cassette to Mr. Bean and Iron Maiden, I Want to Be, which going by my musical tastes ever since is like way, you couldn't be further out from the sort of music. I mean, I actively say I've got the worst musical taste anyway, but it's definitely not Iron Maiden. Um, so it might have been that, or the only other one I can really remember having on a proper old school floppy little flop. Uh, I'm gonna say floppy disc, but that's wrong. Record. Um, yeah. black, 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 I want to call it an LP, but I think that was an album. Um, was Brian Adams? Everything I do, I do it for you. Ah. Yeah. Massive yeah, yeah, yeah. sixteen week hit in nineteen ninety. Yeah, um, yeah so, that was. Yeah, I felt like that was top of the charts forever. Pretty much. Well, what sixteen weeks? Yeah. That's pretty much how I can't yeah. do. I'm not great at maths, but that's you know quarter of the year, maybe fifty-two weeks, maybe. Yeah, almost a quarter, just over yeah. a quarter of a year. Four, four months. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't do maths. Iron Maiden. You, <laughs> I know. Really? Exactly. I mean, yeah. like, miss. If you'd have just said, "Oh, I bought a Mister Bean tape," I'd have been like, "Yeah, yeah. fair enough." But it was that, that reason. I had no idea who Iron yeah. Maiden were. So it was around around a general election. Yeah. So that must have been whatever the general election was. Ninety-two. That would have been. So that would have been late. Late the ninety one, early ninety two. Yeah, so ninety one, maybe. Wow, Iron Maiden and Mister. What a yeah. combo! I know. I also what had the a combo. I also had to do the Bartman as well again, but I can't remember the the yeah, order that, that was, came in. Yeah, that was that was quite popular, wasn't it? Yeah, because I had the album as well, which I think was called yeah. Sing It Singing the Blues, the Simpsons album, which is red right. cover, and it had the yeah. Simpsons. Funny enough, the Simpsons were really popular. I remember the song. And I remember I had like a Simpsons t shirt or something. Maybe it was pajamas or something like that. You know when you're a kid, and I'd never watched it. I'd never seen it. I my bedroom. So how old am I talking now? Maybe a couple of years later. I ha- I went a bit crazy on the Simpson. I had Simpson wallpaper. Right. I had yeah Simpson like cushions. And, yeah. But I don't think I what. I mean, I had Sky and I did watch it, but I think it was on yeah. Reddit because obviously again the Simpsons. There's so many jokes in there that go over your yeah. head. As a oh, kid. definitely. Uh, I had the I had the videos as well. Maybe that's what I watched. Maybe my mum and dad bought the videos and I continuously watched the early series of the Simpsons. But yeah, I, yeah, there's, there's home videos of me doing very bad impersonations of Bart Simpson. So really, yeah, oh, you'll have to, uh, you'll have no, to I don't out. think, yeah, I don't think I'll share that. <laughs> <laughs> um, How about you, sir? So I was racking my brains with this one at the start cassette. Uh, so yeah, like, like you, world of motion is the, you know, I've talked again, I've talked about this hundreds of times, Border Motion is the only song that transports me back to a place very, Definitely. very quickly. Definitely. I don't remember if we had it. Honestly, I don't remember if we had it. Um, but my mum and dad were quite into music, so they would always be buying tapes and playing music and stuff around the house. So there was like, we. I think my mum and dad have genuinely got the original now in their loft. Like the, um, then there's, you know, I remember that. So I'm going to go for something where they physically just gave me money and I was going out for a day. And okay. this is when I was uh, 11 and we went to, uh, went to the local HMV, which to me back then was like massive because it was yeah. on two floors. It, it felt, <laughs> it felt, you know, I mean like now it's you now it just a bit normal, but back yeah. then it felt, and so I was 11. I'd only just, just started secondary school. Uh, so I'm trying to caveat, uh, caveat this because it's obviously not as cool as your one. <laughs> uh, I bought, um, I bought East 17. That's cool. You're already calling it Iron Maiden. Uh, East 17, stay now. Tune. As, yeah, that's like, the, they always play that at Christmas. It's now, a Christmas one, yeah. Stay, stay yeah, another so, day. Yeah, yeah, I think it was around Christmas I bought it. And I also, oh, Jesus, why am I admitting this? I also bought Boyzone's first song. Love Me For A Reason. That's it. That's exactly it. I was trying to think what the song was, and I had the tune in my head. And I knew you'd know. Oh, obviously, like, um, it's a tune. It's an Osman song, yes, I want to say. Yeah. yeah. And and um, so I bought I bought those two and I listened to them and I was like, you know, you look back now and you just feel embarrassed by it, really, because I wouldn't I wouldn't buy. And then I, they're fun... both on my uh, both on my iTunes. So, yeah. Yeah. But then <laughs> funny enough, within 18 months of going from 11 to sort of 13, I uh, my first album that I bought with money that my mum and dad gave me was What's the Story Morning Glory by Oasis. Wow. So what I'm saying is, is you you basically are going from a child 
well, you're still a child, but you know what I mean? You're, you're going from like a primary school, early secondary school age of buying year 17 boys zone to being full out kind of indie oasis, getting into that sort of, um, that sort of genre. But yeah, East 17 and, and boys zone were my, were my first two. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. No, I've not at all. Just, I've actually just admitted that and you've got it recorded. I've got it recorded. Nothing. We'll put it out. But no, that, well, nothing. if people were listening to this pre, they'd probably think that was the other way around, wouldn't they? Knowing us yeah. personally. Yeah, um, definitely. I love me a bit of E17. I like, yeah, a bit of Boys Own, definitely. I was in, talking about Oasis, a quick, very quick side story. I was out with a few friends um, where I played football with last weekend and I was in a pub and there was a band playing and stuff. They were playing the usual cliche city song of you know uh, sweet caroline and all that kind of thing oh. yeah exactly and they played don't look back in anger at the end and i'd had a couple of amarettos and cokes by that point so i was a little right. bit merry um so we're singing it you know losing your voice and you look around and they're like there are children in there pretty much <laughs> singing along to oasis and, you, and like i'm turning around to a friend like wait they weren't even born man i know, like, I, know. They're, they're be- I mean brilliant for oasis and i love that that song's you know, travel the test of time and that band hasn't yeah. rightfully so because they're amazing. But it just, it makes you feel like, my oh God, you weren't even born when this was out. Yeah, like, I I, I, we were buying I the know. album at the time. And then, oh, it's I, just, I suppose, it's I suppose, I suppose to bring it back to 90s, it's probably how our parents would look at us with like yeah. say, the Beatles or the Rolling Stones or something. But yeah, I know, I know exactly, I know exactly what you mean. My, um, my eldest daughter was, uh, was singing, a, what was she singing the other day? And she was going, oh no, no, there's no limit. And I was going, I was going, what? Wait, what? Hey, you only like, oh. Yeah, she was. She, I was like, well, I was only nine. Like, where are you? Where are you? I mean, you're six. Where are you getting this from? But she, she said, oh, it was on a, it was on a TV program oh, or something. God, yeah. And I was like, I was like, oh, brilliant, great. If you're going to get into that sort of stuff, definitely better than the some of the tripe that we have to you have to hear coming out now. Um, Absolutely. And, and while I was dancing to Cliche City, um, "Don't Stop Me Now" came on by um, Queen, and a, a game that we used to play, which I think we've talked about here before, was putting footballers' names into songs. Yeah. Which is and how how did we ever miss this? Because how how many times did we listen to "Don't Stop Me Now" by um, Queen when we're out? Yeah. You're thinking you're going to where's he going with this one? Who's it going to yeah. be? How did we not put Pat Van Dan Howe's name in that song? Uh-huh. Pat Van Dan Howe! Oh, Jesus. Pat Van Dan Howe. I saw a picture of him on Twitter the other day, actually. At an Everton game. Yeah. Oh, is he, is he, he around? Still, he still looks like he could kill a man at 10 yeah. paces. I'd say let's get him on the pod, but I'm a little bit scared of him. Yeah, no, I'll, no I'm, I'll, I'll be absent that day. <laughs> right. We've only done two, and we're already, you know, I thought this would happen, but that's fine. We've got time. We've, we haven't been here for a while. Let's go. Right, so what was the next one? Goal. Your turn. So what was the first, I suppose... It's going to be from the game you remember, or do you remember a goal more before you watched an actual match? I suppose. I didn't uh, think uh, I do. My first goal. Well, I sort of talked about the Ray, Wil- Ray Wilkins. Yeah. One. So it's I suppose kind of the same thing. in theory, but actually another one just popped into my head, which was England versus Czechoslovakia at Wembley, Ooh. which is the one where Gaza. Gaza, yeah. Gaza sort of hits it with his left foot, I think, sort of into the roof of the roof of the net after a after a great move. And then I think there's another one where he plays the ball through to Steve Ball, who absolutely rifles it into Steve the top Ball, corner. Yeah. Um so yeah it's Was that, that. Steve Ball's debut? No, because it was Scotland's no, debut. No, 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 no. He's, no. he'd he played he played a couple yeah. of times before yeah. that. But um yeah, so that, that that game always sticks out. That game and that goal always stick out in my mind as well. Yeah. I think I mean I thought I get as I already said I I think it'd have to be the 90 cup final for me, but not the first game. Because I remember it being the 3-3 draw and being really like, oh my God, it's a draw. What happens now? So yeah. I think my dad let me stay up and watch a little, he taped the highlights. Maybe it was I watched the highlights of the replay that was midweek, I believe. And you know, I had the, the, the white kit and, oh no, did they wear the red? What was, no, they wore the red and Palace wore that kind of um, really weird. That horrible. Yellow, um, bee, like a bee kit. Bee yeah, kit, which yeah. I think was beat. Like, I think they only had it for that, um, for that uh, tournament that final yeah. and, and obviously Lee Martin got the goal who's who will live he's probably still dining out on that now so I think yeah. and I remember watching that goal knowing uh, realising what a big deal they'd won the cup and it was a big thing so I think yeah. that goal obviously it's a game that's known for Les Seeley as well replacing Jim Layton um, I think that goal would probably be the first goal I remember and then yeah. Italian then obviously it's going into Italian 90 I remember yeah. pretty much watching a lot of those i remember the watching the first i remember my, me and my dad watching argentina cameroon that opening game and my dad being like what you know i can't believe that you know argentina have lost to this team that nobody had heard of at the time and yeah. so yeah, you go into all that so i think yeah 
that, I think that, that 91 cup final, which kind of, I always talked about it, means a lot to me. But when you think about it, I was like, yeah, I watched the first goal and then it's the first cup final. And it was kind of, that kind of, yeah. So I think I'd go with Lee Martin, another one to add to his favourable things in his life that he was my first goal I remember there you go Lee I'm sure you, uh, you're you pleased about that um, but switching to non-football what have we got next I've lost my notes hang on what did we say we said video game video game yeah video game I suppose like personally it's like my dad used to bring down like he had a, a Commodore or an Amstrad so he'd put like it, it hooked that up to it, and I'd pl- I don't really remember. I mean, they're in sort of the basic games, like kind of yeah. Space Invaders and things like that. But I remember <laughs> getting my first console, which was a Mega Drive, Sega Mega Drive. Oh, wow. Um, and I remember going to my local uh, uh, video store, who happened to stock consoles, Burt's, who you know the name of, you remember we talk about it back in the day. And he, I bought the console from them. And I think the first two games we had was it used to come with like uh, some sort of sports tri- trilogy game, which had World Cup Italia 90 on it, which was a terrible game because you can never. Yeah, it. I remember that. But I think the game, the first game I proper got into and remember playing nonstop was the first Sonic the Hedgehog. I think that. Oh, really? Like, oh, God. Yeah. I was just. Yeah. It was. I mean, it's funny now to say, oh, ahead of its time. And because it's just a, mm. two, it's a 2D platform game that you could probably get on your TV or your phone now, let alone, uh, you know, this kind of the video. And I'm not a video game person now. So it's not like something that has, I've gone through. I was then and I probably was till GameCube time. And then I just yeah. fell out of it. It's just, yeah, I just, it, it's something that very few things from my childhood, as everybody knows, has kind of gone by the wayside. But yeah, video games are not really one other than, FIFA and Football Manager is probably I don't really play football games but yeah back in the day yeah. and I loved Sonic the Hedgehog you know and then Sonic 2 came out and that kind of advanced it and you had the way you used to drown and you used to get those horrible noises that you used to go no it's going to drown it's going to drown there's nothing you could do about it there's nothing you could do about it uh, get yeah. so, and then the cheats come out I used to buy all the magazines just get the cheats and stuff so yeah. I think I still remember the cheat for the so I used to go to the menu screen of Sonic and I think it was up down left right click A and B together <laughs> How, how yeah, sounds I, familiar, actually. How yeah. do I remember this? I, yeah. think can, I think you can skip a level or choose a level or something like that. So. Right, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and for me, I I had a I had a Mega Drive, but later on in the nineties, um, right at the uh, I think it was about let's say ninety one ish, ninety two maybe. I got um, my mum and dad got a Commodore sixty four. Well, a well known sponsor of the nineties as well. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, Chelsea. She was, yeah. Yeah, um, and uh, so it used to be tapes and cartridges uh, from memory. Uh, so there used yeah. to be a football, there was like two football manager sort of games on um, on tape. One was like a World Cup. And so my dad used to enter all the names of the players uh, from, and sometimes we used to what, do like manually? a British. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh and we used to do. We used to do a British one, like maybe like like the Great Britain versus the rest of the oh, world okay, to try yeah. and win the World Cup, basically. So we could have like um you know your Ian Rushes and and all, all them um, involved as well. Um and there was that, but the game I remember as part of what came with it was a game called Flimbo's Quest. Oh my god! Okay. Now, right. <laughs> yeah. So Flimbo's Quest was googling as we speak. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Flimbo's Quest was a game that had about six or seven different levels. Right, and okay. you used to have to go through like uh like ver- you used to have to do various jumps and avoid them. Yeah, it yeah. was like it was basically a poor man's Sonic the Hedgehog. It's like an early yeah, I can see it's like a t- yeah, early two D uh, platform. Yeah, yeah, it was a, it was a, a poor man's Sonic the Hedgehog, I suppose. And um, but it was great because you used to get so much fun. You'd be like, oh, you know, when you got to the next level, obviously you'd see you'd see something you'd never seen before. So your imagination and your um, response into um, how you do it, it actually kind of helped with that. You know, it was and. Um, and funny enough, my mum got into it. Like my mum, my mum used to love playing it. So she'd be like, "Oh, I got to level four yesterday," and I'm like, "What?" So, you know, and it just kind of came yeah. a bit competitive. Like my 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 mum's in her sixties now; she wouldn't even be able to, you know, seek the computer screen, let alone use the use the joystick and the you know all that sort of stuff. Joystick. But, um, That's just nineties in itself, isn't it? A I joystick. know. Yeah. If anyone's if anyone's listening, look it up. Yeah. Um, Sounds wrong, but, um, but it's very much a computer thing. Don't worry. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> jo- joystick. Is, uh, yeah, it was very much a computer thing. So yeah, joystick and cassette tapes and cartridges were very much um, very much the norm. Um, what are they now? Uh, I mean, are they discs. I know a lot of it's downloadable. Are they still discs? I don't, I don't even I don't. know. 
I, I have not got no. a Scooby. No. I genuinely, I swear, apart from Football Manager, which I have on my phone, which I'm quite addicted to if I'm on a train, <laughs> um, I don't do any of that. No, I, don't, I, don't I, think, I think I literally stopped at the end of the 90s. I'm not saying I just sort of grew like grew up and whatever. I, well, just... I, yeah, I've never owned a PlayStation or an Xbox. It never no, me, me neither. It just... It just wasn't me. Yeah. Um, I don't think I was even that good at that sort of stuff as a kid, even. Um, one of my mates had a as a SNES, Snoop at yeah, Super yeah. Nintendo, and he had Street Fighter. So we used to play That's on that yeah. um, quite a lot. Um, but then after that, yeah, yeah. Didn't really, I'm exactly the same. Yeah, Street really Fighter, remember. Mortal Kombat days, used to like that. Yeah. And then I think, the, I mean, I was well into the N64 and I loved GoldenEye, yeah. which is one of the best video games still. Yes, uh, and after that, pr- pretty much after the N sixty four, I had a GameCube, but I don't. I think that was kind of yeah. my last. I retired yeah. my gaming gaming hat after that. Yeah, I, th- I think with me personally, um, they didn't have computer games in pubs, so <laughs> um, so yeah. Well, they did. You know, you had a fruit machine, but that's a different. That's a different level. But um, uh, no, I just sort of, I just sort of gave up after about sixteen, really. What about kits, though, sir? What was the first football kit you remember having? Having wow, um, you uh, know my feeling on kits. I get nostalgic about kits, mm-hmm. but I don't get into the design like yeah. like you like you do. But I remember having I had two, Ooh. Uh, one after the other in quick succession. So I've talked on here before about in commas dual nationality. So yeah, heritage yeah. heritage is um, from from Ireland. So for Italian ninety, I was bought the England shirt uh, Classic, which yeah. I which I still maybe I'll just look at it from a nostalgia point of view still one of the best uh, probably kits. the best uh, no, probably yeah, the best home um, shirt we've had yeah yes. and then uh, so you know watch the tournament and that sort of stuff then that summer we went over to visit relatives in, in Ireland and there was still this whole euphoria from Italian 90 because yeah. of what they'd done in Italian I mean getting to the quarterfinals was Packy beyond yeah. beyond their wildest dreams it was never on the cards that they were going to get that far i mean getting out of the group was was you know magnificent achievement. Yeah, such a tough group. um and there was still a lot of tv programs on it okay um being shown at the time and uh all my cousins and stuff over there they all had like the jerseys and they all were the players and that sort of stuff and i think my dad just sort of bought mine to, to sort of join in with that really so um I had it would have been the the actual kit from the World Cup, the 1990 World Cup. Yeah, That's a nice yeah, it one. was. That's a nice yeah, it one. was. It was. Yeah, um, still got pictures of me in both kits actually. No. So yeah, it's a, I know it sounds a bit weird that you've got you know two kits from well, no, two I think different when you've countries, got, but when, given I know uh, your family history and I yeah, think a lot, there's a lot of you know my wife has the same. If she was into football, yeah, I'm sure. Well, her yeah, brother, it's... in fact, I think had the same. I've seen pictures of him as a kid in in England and an island show. Right. So I think so, yeah, it happens a lot. So yeah, it's a bit weird. And then in terms of kits, I remember. Like in terms of liking, yeah. I always thought Aston Villa's kit was different. Like the um, Dave, what I call the David Platt kit in nineteen ninety, like uh, copies, mighty copies, and then yeah. like a sort of purpley blue. Yeah, it was more purpley than Clara. Side. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, and um, yeah, the one they basically challenged for the title in um, in nineteen ninety. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, forget that title yeah. challenge. You always and think then, of their um, Premier League one, but yeah, you, yeah, yeah and then Tot- Tottenham's kit as well. I think the Holston, the the sort Classic. of Holston, the yeah. yeah, the Gaza sort of stuff, yeah, yeah, um, yeah that. So yeah, that's I'm my. I'm the same uh... as you. Yeah, I had the England kit. I remember getting that um, that summer. There's a picture of me in the England kit, and I've got a football. I think is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle themed football, which tells brilliant. you <laughs> brilliant <laughs> of the time, which is just yeah. brilliant. Um, so definitely, and it was full kit as well, like full on shirt, oh, wow. yeah, 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 socks. Yeah. I even went full kit. As a kid, you're allowed to do that. Um, yeah. So I def- yeah, I had that was definitely my first kit. And then that would it have been that Christmas or maybe the Christmas after. I my first QPR shirt that I was bought was the ninety one ninety two Brooks kit. So, so that was yeah, the yeah. Brooks spot the season before we were top London club. Yeah, right. Quite late into that, I've said that. Um, yeah. So with with my with my England kit, actually, this has just come back to me. We had a day trip out to London. I think it was like half term or something like that so we went into the center of town and um we went into lily whites uh oh. on and i think that's where my dad got it and then we went up to hamley's 
And Hamley's had this uh, picture of the England team with one of the players' heads cut out. So you could then go and stand oh, okay, on a stall yeah, yeah, yeah. and then put your head through it and you'd be... So I was part of the England squad for uh, <laughs> 10 minutes. Where is that? Is that... We need to dig out that picture. That, that's yeah, my mum and dad have still got it somewhere. Uh, yeah. uh, so I'll, uh, I'll try and dig that out. You've got, so you've got me doing Bart Simpson impressions and yeah. you being part of the 1990 England squad. We are... Absolutely. Told you we're getting knee-deep in nostalgia today, for, for sure. Uh, on that note, We'll do these last few, you know, we'll, we'll rat, 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 rattle. What is wrong with today? I'm a bit rusty. Uh, rattle through these last couple. So your first cinema trip. First cinema trip. It was the first uh, movie you saw at the cinema. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call it movie uh, because obviously when in the late 80s, you'd have gone and seen like Disney movies like yeah, yeah, yeah. Oliver and Company. Do you remember that Okay, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And stuff like that. All and, the less um, lauded Disney films, yeah. Yeah, and... Um, yeah, so on the cinema, I think, again, it was like a half-term summer holiday sort of thing. And you've kind of already mentioned it in, in a roundabout kind of way. It was Robin Hood's uh, Prince of Thieves. Oh. Uh, we went right late. We went, yeah, it is. It was on the other night on ITV4, funny enough. And um, we went late in the day, as in, like, it was, we, we decided late to go. Um, so we got tickets like right down the front, which is obviously not always great when you're in a cinema. You're sort of yeah. looking up. But I remember there was like, a, as, as an eight-year-old, I can remember a horse jumping at one point in a scene. And you were so close to the screen that it felt like it was going to yeah. almost jump out. I know that sounds <laughs> who, who needs 3D? Yeah. Exactly. exactly. But um, yeah, so yeah, that's that one. And then obviously the song that goes with it. And I sort of got into Brian Adams a bit after that, um, Waking Up the Neighbours uh, album and stuff, which is a great album. But um, yeah. So there you go. Yeah, that's one of my early ones. I actually thought that was my first one as well. But I think I saw just before that came out, and we used to go to a cinema uh, in South East London called Well Hall, which was in Eltham. And for right. some reason, it never had anyone, which is probably why it closed down eventually. But no, it very rarely had more than five or six people at showings. Oh, wow. So we always used to go because, like, well, no one, like, we'll get tickets, no one will be there. Yeah. Maybe it's just been the times of day and the films that we were seeing. But yeah. we saw Wayne's World 2, in fact. It was just me and my dad in the whole cinema. Brilliant. Which was really like I was I, as a kid. You go. I'm going to sit here. I'm going to sit there. I'm going to. I was yeah. moving seats all around watching Wayne's World too. And yeah. the, the first film I saw was The Witches, which I think is a Roald Dahl book, but it was the yes. film version. I'm trying to think who's is it? Jessica Lat. I can't remember. No, that's the old. I can't remember I who plays know. it. Yeah, I can't remember who plays. My, I should know this because my daughter watches it over and over again. She loves it. I've, I've heard of the book. I haven't seen. I there's haven't been, seen there's the a newer version with Anne Hathaway. Um, but the old version, because it's going to annoy me now, signed it. 1990, that is. It was Angelica Houston. That's why I couldn't remember her name. Um, she's in it. Um, yeah, and then this, I, it's not a film I'd watch now. Uh, I remember being, when they turn into mice at the end uh, as part of the story. And I remember as a kid being a bit like, oh, and they kind of, the way they turn into it, it's quite graphic for a kid's film. I remember kind of half shutting my eyes, like, oh, I don't yeah. like that um, to watch it. But then, yeah, I think maybe a few weeks later, I saw Robin Hood and I absolutely, I mean, you know, Robin Hood's got an American accent, and it's not probably historically great, but what a film! That's what, but that's that's kind of what I love about that movie. <laughs> yeah. is that they they didn't do the whole Mel Gibson Scottish accent thing, no. you know, for Braveheart. They they just was like, you know, uh, Kevin Costner and Christian Slater were just like Americans. Yeah, yeah fair enough. Yeah, that's fair what enough. they are. I'll accept it. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, that's what and they Alan, are. And Alan Rickman's his bad guy best in that. That's a, that's he a great is, Alan Rickman film. He is outstanding in yeah. that movie. I genuinely believe that he yeah. is. Absolutely awesome in that only, movie. Only being Hans Grubel's topped that performance, obviously. Yeah, Die Hard, of course. The greatest villain of all time. Um, football merch. Yeah. Uh, we talk a lot about merch on here, and I could talk about it all day as I lean back and look at my binders from different yeah. eras and stuff. Uh, what was your first, what, what do you remember, though, getting kind of excited about with football merch-wise? Uh, the first thing I can really remember, and I still get nostalgic now when I see the picture of it, is a Panini album from oh. 89, 90. And it has, but in fact, I'm getting nostalgic thinking about it now. Uh, Pat Nevin and John Barnes on it the front. Does, yes. from the yeah, yeah. From the 89 Cup final. Cup final I, yeah. even, I even love like, the kits. I love the fact that it's sunny. The grass is very green in the picture. <laughs> I just love everything about it. And whenever I see it, I don't even remember. I, I used to get stickers. I don't remember if I had that many. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I just that's that's something that always always pops into my head. Yeah, it's funny she made that album. I remember being at like my mum dragged me to her friend's house 
during a, it must be a half term or something and we had to go i'm gonna go around and see jan I'm gonna go and see yeah. jan so and i was sitting in a living room bored and i happened to see um, it may have been that album it may have been the one after which i think david siemens on the front of and he's doing right. a big throw on but yeah. i remember seeing seeing them and thinking and i just got into football and i was like what the heck what is this like what yeah. like, it's like a football book and I, I hadn't bought my first match magazine at that point yet um because i yeah. remember that that was august 1990 because i still have that first issue that i bought uh but that was yeah and that was those early panini albums and yeah i mean we're gonna get yeah. greg obviously greg lansdowne if you've not followed him on twitter he's the king of stickers he's been on this podcast many times um, yeah. we're, I'm, we're actually talking about coming on in a couple of weeks because panini have actually funny you should say that i don't know if you've ever seen these i've got one here panini released like a, just a book of all their sticker albums so right. if you flick through it it's basically the pages of the sticker album all filled i've got the world cup ones it's just oh, sitting, okay. you know, sitting over there um they've done domestic ones for the 70s and the early 80s but they're about to release the one that includes so i think it goes up to 93 when they lost the contract to merlin so it will include that album um so oh. we may get greg on in a few weeks and we can talk about that kind of those collections a bit more in a bit more detail because yeah i'm a sucker for all that for, for sure yeah. but yeah and also the Merlin one, the '94 one, when the first Premier League one came out, I that I, I went bonkers for that. Those first three albums, I kind of that my life centered pretty much around those for a while because I just that's it. I was like swap. As soon as they come out, I was like swaps them, you know, kill yeah. them, complete them again. They're down there, but brilliant. Um, I can't believe you, you like. Well, actually, I can believe because I know you, but I can't believe that you've still got all this stuff. Like, if I <laughs> I've got like a bag, right, which I can like it's in my office, right, and it's full of sort of nostalgic stuff. Mm. But like you've got like an rooms, office, yeah, no, no, a boxes, room. yeah. <laughs> you've got like boxes and like everything. I'm like, my wife would kill me if I kept all that. Yeah, we will well, say that we were randomly flicking through the channels last night, and there's some sort of Stacey Solomon show that does that. Yeah. They get rid of, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. I watched that. Yeah, we were watching last night. Joe was just looking at me, my wife, and she's just like, yeah. "If we did this, this would be all yours." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah. nothing, nothing would go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nothing." Um, there's a lot of stuff in the loft. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff in the loft. I think the stickers is a good one for sure um i think for me um as somebody who's, who's a big action figure guy and still am you know if i was allowed to be more probably um are the first i always remember having the first because these i think they're more 80s but they were more prominent in the 90s are those as i put my screen up you can see them in the top there yeah those tonka or kenner I, I, it's never been actually verified i think they were the same pretty much the same company sports stars figures uh, which, yeah, which, those, yeah. which most of them don't look like the players that they're supposed to. Yeah. I mean, the David Platt and the Paul Gascoigne one, particularly, nothing like them. But that's kind of what's their charm about them. Um, what's the goal? What's the goalkeeper one like in an action part? I was about to say what makes them quite unique, unlike yeah. the like kind of the Corinthian ones that came later in the um, in the decade, is that they're all in kind of weird not weird brilliant kind of action poses so yeah. like the, the goalkeeper ones as you mentioned yeah so i grabbed bruce grobbler from my shelf got, came in comes in that kind of stretched yeah, that's, out pose. that's exactly the one i was thinking of yeah right and they i've got you know des walkers up there i think the famous one is the uh the diego maradona napoli one i've got there mm. yeah but and and i actually remember this is great radio this is called great radio great, audio. great, 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 great audio. audio yeah nobody definitely. else can see it apart from me yeah yeah great audio we'll put the clip on twitter um <laughs> But I remember having, I took them everywhere. And at one point, I, I must have been at the shops. So I put them in the bottom bit of the pram of my sister. And Gary Lineker must have dropped out because when I got home, I'd lost Gary Lineker. Lost, that's a great name for a book. Yeah. I've lost Gary I've Lineker. I've lost Gary Lineker. I'm not sure, I'm no. not sure, the, sto I'm not sure the story. Just It'd be pretty sure. Yeah, it'd be pretty yeah. sure. Um, yeah. So I obviously distraught, and my mum had to go and find me for another Gary Lineker from Nuxley Toys in Welling. So, um, but oh. yeah, they are. They were ones that, um, yeah, definitely stick out. Um, and I also, I said this before, I had a Brian Robson Sondaco football. It was black, really heavy. Yeah. And I've never seen it since. I've Googled, I, you know, I've, I've searched. When I did the, the book many moons ago, I wanted a picture of it. And I found the shim, the classic shin pads advert with him and Rush and Lineker. But the, the actual football, it had his signature on it. Like, not obviously, he's at, yeah. he's at but like printed, not his actual Printed, yeah. I remember having that as well because it was black as well, which seems unique to me. So I remember that. Um, that's finish on something that's a little bit nineties, and I admit a little bit laddie, but we all went through it, and we'll just do it nicely. I'm not, I'm not an advocate for this kind of thing anymore, but we all had one when we were younger. Um, who, who was your first, your first crush, Mister Chambers? Who would you remember? Yeah, have the first funny feels for, I would say. Uh, yeah, 
Yeah, this was a difficult one because you, you give me the you give me the list earlier on of what we was what we was going to talk about, and I was like, first crush. I was like, I don't know. Like, I, I couldn't. Rem- I just generally couldn't remember anything. And then suddenly, <laughs> this name popped into my head, and I was like, Where's that name come from? It's obviously come from the depths, yeah, of the back of my brain. And her name was Bronwyn. Right. And I was like, Okay, what's Bronwyn? What's that? I was like, Bronwyn was in Neighbours. Oh, okay. Right. Okay. So Bronwyn was a character in Neighbours. So I had to do a quick Google yeah, before I came on I just to make that, sure. Yeah. And she was like the kind of poster girl after Kylie had left. Oh, the in between. Yeah. And That's so basically, right she was only in there between 88 and 90, actually. So she's, it was very, very short. So I was very, very young. Yeah. But I had this kind of feeling and emotion. Oh, I've, her face is vaguely familiar. Yeah, okay. yeah. I had, I had this sort of, and I didn't know what it was back then. Obviously, you couldn't explain it, but I just thought, um, yeah, I just thought, yeah, she was, she was yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. I, and, and I didn't really know what that meant, and I haven't yeah. thought anything of it since. But yeah, so, so uh, I don't remember anything about her character at all, no. whatsoever. I, I, Not... I, re- I remember her face, and going back to a previous conversation, I think she was on the front of one of the neighbors' sticker albums, which my cousin had. Your cousin, in inverted commas. No, she did. I mean, I stole it off my cousin because I love sticker books. But <laughs> she did. I did discover it. I wrote. I, where did I write that about? Sometimes. Oh, I did a. I did a feature on a wrestling sticker books many minutes ago, and I mentioned how I yeah. discovered sticker books, and it was. <laughs> so, so what's brilliant about this is that I'm sitting there thinking, how fucking how can I swear? How fucking yeah. sad is that? Right, <laughs> a neighbor's sticker album, and then I've just we've just spent the last hour sort of talking about exactly the same thing but in football terms so uh yeah but yeah brom yeah bromwin that was my uh that was one that came to came to mind well i can segue that into the one that i was thinking because i also had a sticker album which featured the girl i'm going to mention and you've gone for very obscure i'm going to go for quite obvious i'd imagine for anyone of my age of my generation growing up um, my favorite program was saved by the bell and, uh, and it was always Kelly Kapowski. Yeah, always. Always Kelly. And I had a sticker book of Saved by the Bell as well, um, yeah. which I, I did actively buy and actively collect as well, because it wasn't just really? about, I just loved I the show. Right. So I've only learned in the last three minutes that sticker books weren't just for football, they were for TV shows. I think it was but, rare and... I don't know why I'm not saying that. Actually, no, no, you said that. I think I had a friend that had a Baywatch one. Yeah, probably, enough. yeah. I think they were mainly sport orientated because that was the kind of the collectible aspect of it. Because yeah. yeah, it's easy to do. Here's a team, and yeah. blah blah blah. Um, yeah. But yeah, they did. I did. Oh, I de- I've safe by the way one definitely down there. Um, yeah. But they did. Yeah, I think they did. I don't know. I had a Batman one as well. At some, I mean, they definitely did wrestling ones because I've written about it and I've got still got loads as well. So they did yeah. WWF ones at the time. Um, yeah, Kelly Kapowski. Yeah, Kelly Kapowski. Was she the the love interest of Zach? Zach, of course. Tiffany. Yeah, Tiffany I, I, I can't remember. I Tiffany. Can't remember. Uh, yeah, Tiffany Amber Feeson, or T- I think she's just Tiffany Feeson these days. Um, and she's <laughs> she's a celebrity cook. That's what she does now. Okay. Not 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 that you stalk her in any way. I, I follow her on Instagram, obviously, <laughs> but I follow them all. You know, I listen to the Zach Morris podcast, so you know. Where he goes through the episodes and talks through them, and I don't, do. and remembers nothing, which is quite annoying because he just goes, "Oh, I don't remember that." Kind of, why are you doing a podcast on it then, Paul <laughs> And uh, so, obviously, Mario Lopez is now a big in America, big time presenter. Absolutely. Um, we won't get to, we won't go through the whole cast because well, we'll well, well, one of them's dead. You know, Screech died last year. So yeah, was it last year? Was it? Yeah. Well, maybe yeah. it may have been the year before, but he, yeah, yeah, went to prison, then died. Sadly, which yeah. is yeah, I've read his autobiography, one of the most bitter autobiographies that. Um, Oh, really? Read. Yeah, blamed the whole cast the whole way through. Oh, interesting. Yeah, there we go. We've gone off a uh, a massive tangent there, haven't we? <laughs> which is kind of which is kind of the theme of our show, really. Yes, I, that was I, the theme today. We wanted know, to mix it up a little bit. Um, um, and what I, what I enjoy about doing it the most is that we we started with VAR in the intro, and yes, then we've yeah. ended on Screech Powers. That may be the title of the episode, from VAR to Screech Powers. Yeah. <laughs> A nostalgia look back at our childhoods and a, look, uh, a little talk of modern football. But yeah, it's been good. And let's try and get more regular. I'm not going to make out promises because we have busy schedules and, and everything like that. But we'll try and get out some um, on a regular basis and get some more content out there for you for sure. As I said, Greg, I've said before, he will come on in a couple of weeks and maybe we'll talk a bit more about Panini stickers and try and get a few more in the can for you. But in the meantime, sir, where can people follow you on the Twitterverse? At Tavern Football. 
Oh, he's in. He's been practicing. I have been practicing. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I was like, I can't mess this up after all this <laughs> time, long, surely. Yeah. Uh, uh, at, at Tavern Football, yeah. And you can follow the show at AK90s and follow myself at Ashrose UK on Twitter. We're not going to use that other term anymore. Um, no. And until next time, I hope you enjoyed this. Tell us on your own. Make a list on your own. You know, do a note and screen grab it. Tell us, you know, the categories we've used. We'd like, I'd love to know some of those. It'd be really fun. Anyway, until next time, I've been Ash Rose. This is Alive and Kicking. Keep it 90s. Alive and kicking.